baby geniuses too. Let's talk about wait. Yeah, no, no, that's not it. No, Clerks. Clerks. Trace. Trace. Clerks three. We watched it finally. Yeah, Ooh. after an ordeal of trying to get a trying to find a way to watch it. Why is it when we finally found a movie theater we could watch it and then we could stream it? Yeah, and I was like, well, fuck. We could, that's what we wanted to do it all along. So. What were your impressions, sir? Because you already know my feelings, so I'd at least like to get your full feelings, and then you can have my stupid opinion uh, for the listeners. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be, I'm assuming, pretty it's good. Yeah, good. really good. It's good uh, it's definitely up there in the top echelons of Kevin Smith movies, whatever that means to <laughs> to certain people. But I mean, now granted, I've been uh, a noted fanboy of Kevin Smith, so it would have had to been like really bad for me to be. Like, yeah, it's okay, but honestly- Is there a comic book work in there, too, or just the, you know, movies and stuff? You mean, like- that I'm a fanboy. Yeah, no, like, uh, he had a really good Green Arrow run. Some of the other stuff I, I've, I've enjoyed. His, his other kind of, like, he did a couple Batman miniseries with uh, that Walt Flanagan, his one friend from the comic book men people. And those were uh, okay, but yeah, and pretty much, yeah, like, comics, movies, his podcasts- you know, I pretty much check, try to check it, check it all out. You know, but uh, regardless, I uh, I really put this up in the top tier of you know one one A of you know of right. his of his movies because movies are supposed to give it out of ten usually, right? Five or ten, whatever the scale. You no, know what, we always do five. I'll just go five. I give it a three and a half out of five. I was gonna say like yeah like three and a half four something you know something around there. I'll have to give it a rewatch. Um, oh yeah, I definitely want to one one to watch it a couple more times. A lot of people critique the overuse of like the nostalgia factor because essentially the plot is Randall has a heart attack, aka Kevin Smith's That's real that, life, yeah, and then he pretty much remakes the original Clerks movie through Randall and his actual, which is kind of meta. But I liked it. I didn't think it was. Uh, nostalgia done in like a poor way because a lot of people thought oh they're just reshoot you know showing all the shots from clerks but no they did it i thought in a creative way yeah like the ending we both agreed like did not see that coming no i thought it was actually a really good send-off i really liked that uh those final scenes before the you know like when the big climax is happening i was like holy shit this is like you get you emotional you know yeah uh, v- so, as, as you as you said uh, after what verklempt v- yeah a little verklempt and who would have thought from a Kevin Smith movie you'd get a uh, feeling like that so I thought that was really good um, the humor wasn't Clerks two as no. I've just said many times that's one of my favorite comedies ever I think it's endlessly hilarious yeah raunchy but, gross yeah but, yeah but that's not saying that the comedy was bad I just I don't think the comedy was the forefront like I don't think that was supposed to be the focus of well this we still film. laughed a lot it just wasn't like this wasn't made to be uh, like a straight comedy like the other ones really were uh what was really interesting was like the Elias character yeah who, going in you're just like okay you know he's just gonna be goofy Elias always kind of fun he kind of takes over yeah there's a guy just this, being there yeah that's the chance from a guy from the second one but it, it yeah it was it was yeah he has one of the greatest like character arcs in the whole the movie. most ridiculous character arc uh what i didn't like about the movie uh, which you'll find in like the Jay and Silent Bob reboot and maybe some of whatever his newer like I didn't see Hoga Hosers, but from the clips I saw, you get the feel of like old man trying to bring young hip stuff to like he don't mm. get it, you know? Yeah. Um actually me and Ashley were just talking about uh Stephen King, how 
it's kind of funny when he has a young character in one of his newer books. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's just like, okay, old man, that's not actually how they're talking. He tries. He but, tries. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you get that feeling. Like, the main one in this movie was uh, all the Bitcoin jokes. Yeah. Like, even when he made the movie, when it was most relevant, it still probably wasn't that funny. No. So none of those hit for me. And, like, he kept going on about, like, a kite. Because there was like a Jesus kite and that was their Bitcoin company and it was just I don't know kite coin or something. Yeah. Just wasn't very funny. But that was only the that was like the main negative. Uh, that and uh, Jason Mewes' teeth and he can't help that. It's just yeah. they freak me out. Well, they're not they real. Freak, they freak me out in reboot too. Yeah, but they're like I don't know. Remember that episode of Family Guy when Brian yeah. gets some big fucking horse teeth? Kind of reminds me of that. Uh, and also they really really tamed Jay's character. Yeah, like he wasn't. Um, granted, he's supposed to be obnoxious in most movies. But, you know, and, like, the Clerks 2 is a good balance where he's obnoxious, but it's still funny. Maybe in, like, the re... Well, no, the reboot was a little more sentimental, so maybe he wasn't obnoxious from what I remember. And he was, like, the main character. He was, yeah, yeah you know, they so were, they like, toned the main... him down, too. You know, when he's younger in some of the movies, you could... Like, they had to use him sparingly. Yeah. Uh, like, Mallrats is a good example. He's just, like, he's there, but he's not overbearing. But if he has his own movie and he was like that the whole time, he'd be like, all right, fucking enough. But um, in this movie, he wasn't... He was nowhere near that. And I, I don't know, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it was creative. And uh, like I said, I don't really like the Bitcoin stuff. I don't really remember even like slogging out at all. Uh, the acting was good. Yeah. Um, everybody did their job well. I thought the, uh, you know, the casting, bringing back some old people mm. from the originals, like they which, did a good job. Which I thought like even like, because you know, like in the second one, like, you know, the um, Brian O'Holland who plays Dante, he... He's still like he he's a working actor kind of like yeah. you know he he shows up in kind of the movie like low budget movies and stuff like that. But um, Randall, the guy who plays Rand Randall or Jeff Anderson, you know he doesn't ever really do anything other than like the Kevin Smith stuff. But both of them did like a really good job yeah. of actual acting in you know in this film, other than you know which like, they did in the last Clerks as well. Yeah. Um, but again, like we said, like the last one, it's easy to be the snarky, funny guy. Yeah, but to yeah. have the emotional range that they showed was pretty good, especially at the end of this one. You have not seen. Uh, trust me, folks. You watch any of the Clerks or any of those movies, you have not seen, seen yeah. these two act the way they do at the end of this movie. You're like, holy shit, that's like real people now. Yeah, like it got real serious real quick. You're like, whoa. So that yeah, I would recommend it to everybody. Like I said, three and a half out of five. And again, maybe just because like the whole nostalgia factor. That actually would drop my score a little lower to three and a half versus like a four or five, just because like even though they do have a purpose for showing all the, like the original clerk stuff, like them reshooting and stuff like that. At the same time, it's like you know coming from Clerks too. This isn't necessarily is an original screenplay like that one was. This yeah. one has a lot does have a lot of rehashing. If you go just originality, maybe half the movie's original material. The other half is just them bringing back stuff from the you know original clerks. And um, as to to quote Mister uh, Kevin Smith from many podcasts and things that I've seen him on, he just had a goddamn heart attack. Yeah, give him some slack. Him like, some slack. He almost died. Actually, reboot was his first movie after Heart Attack, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because he had all the vegan jokes in that or something. But uh, thank God, no vegan jokes in this. No, not really. No, that kind of kills it for you. Uh, but like. Because, you know, they were trying to make this movie forever ago, so this wasn't the original script for it. I remember hearing him talk about, like, before, like, the first one was, like, kind of darker. Yeah, and it was way different. Yeah, and he was talked about before, like, 
probably down the line maybe doing like a like a comic or something of it so fans could see mm-hmm. the difference. So I'd be really interested if he does end up doing doing something like that. I, I want to see cool, what that yeah. what that the difference is between the two because like you said, like it, this is is very influenced on yeah. his past couple years of you know. Of well, his that'd life. be like uh, Jordowski's Dune. That he did all this work to make that Dune movie, and then in the studio, shit can at the last second. So he ended up turning to the comic Inkle, which mm. apparently is, I still can't, I haven't got a hold of it because it's kind of expensive. But apparently it's amazing, and everything he wanted to do in the Dune movie, he just puts in that comic. He just uh, takes off the uh, serial numbers and yeah. makes it into his own thing. Yeah. So yeah, folks, go watch Clerks 3 if you're a fan of the Kevin Smith movies. Uh, also excited because I heard he's making a Tusk 2. Yeah, he's something that he wants to. Yeah, he wants yeah. to work on that. Poor Jason Long, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, doesn't he have a fucking awesome character in the like he like because you know he has a cameo in this and he, yeah. he as 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 a nurse and he just has a <sighs> has a great like just a few minutes on screen. Yeah, that's just he did a good job with the cameos. Like he did one chunk where he got all the main cameos out of the way at once. So you know who I was who I was surprised I didn't see Jason Lee. I, I thought that, too. There was a moment in the movie where a background character looked like his character for My Name is Earl. Yeah. And I was like, is that him? So I wouldn't be surprised if he actually is in that just for that scene. Maybe. In the background, but he doesn't actually have a speaking role or anything. But I could be wrong, too. It was blurred out. Mm. Like, it was like kind of because it out was of in focus. focus. Yeah. So you couldn't really see. But it, I swear it looked like him. But it was only for a second. And I was drinking heavily when we watched yeah. it. So, like I said, I'm probably going to watch that again this weekend, honestly, to... You know, really ruminating it because there's a lot of stuff you miss when you're laughing your balls off. Yeah, because like again, like a lot of like his with like his writing when it comes to the jokes, it's a lot of layers. Yeah, so like you can miss things if you like, you know, you're laughing at one thing and you miss. That's one thing I like about Cloaks too so much is the is the jokes and the layers and how they how they kind of in a why we even work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like how. They brought back. They were gonna go to movie movies yeah. to shoot like a part of the uh, the movie Randall shooting, and you don't ever get there for reasons. But it's just like it's cool that they were like gonna bring it back. But it was just enough of like, okay, we're not gonna actually rely on the clerks too. Yeah. You know, that's not what this movie's about. I like that he didn't make it about the uh, the second clerk really it's more about the first one. Yet the whole plot can't happen without the second clerk. So mm. that that's pretty interesting. Uh, because there's an interesting undercurrent story that goes along his Dante story. Yeah. We're used to Dante being the main character. Yeah. So it's so weird to see him take a back seat to Randall, and Randall's the main character, but Dante's story seems way more important. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's an interesting dynamic I really enjoyed. And anybody who goes to watch you hasn't seen it, there's not an after credit scene, but wait, there's like a little thing towards the end of, end of the credits yeah. you want to make sure that you uh, stay for. Yes. So, uh, anyway, we have a, a show for you. We talk about things, probably. Yeah, we don't have a topic today. So, Those are usually the ones that people love the most, Spencer. Yay! Good for them. Yeah, you cool cats. I was going to say the F word, but I did. Because I call them. I find that's not actually a term of endearment, calling people fucks. <laughs> what about fuckers? No, still not. Mm. Well, it depends. If you take pride in your fucking ability, maybe. Well, how do you say that, you fuckers? You fucker. Yeah, but that means you're fucking, right? You guys are fuckers. Because if they're not fucking, then you're not fuckers. You're just fucking around. You unfuckers. Why are we talking about this? We have space music. That's what the fans really want.
You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast, the DPW Podcast. Why am I specifying? Because you probably didn't notice. I changed all our social media handles. Now we're just at DPW Podcast all across the board. That seemed a lot easier and simpler. Yeah, should have did that at the beginning, but we had a website back then that we True. were the main focus. True. We weren't just a podcast. True. But now we are just a podcast. So pretty fuck much. It. Yeah, pretty Leaned much. Leaned into it. Yeah. So any old uh, mentions we have of at Drunken Pen Writing, whatever, like, don't go anywhere now. Because we are the DPW Podcast. And that's it. And it's easier. Uh, and that's all you folks have to look up now at DPW Podcast. So my outros will be a lot simpler. Yeah. And uh, what is the other news? Da, 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 da. I don't I don't have other news, I don't think. If I do, it's not important. So I am your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Colombian Cookie Crumbler Church. That's not so bad of a thing to do in Colombia. No, you could do a lot worse. <laughs> So we just momentarily ago. What a dumb thing to say momentarily, momentarily. ago. Is that just an actual word? Momentarily is, but not okay. the way I. Not in that sentence. It's not used right, properly. Fuck. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say is, a moment ago when we were off air, you happened to mention. Uh, actually, I happened to mention that when we do the new podcast, I'm just gonna do a pre-recorded intro, so I won't have to do all that dumb shit anymore with music and everything. And you said, "But what about the name, <laughs> Spencer? I've been doing the dumb names for years. Why do we? It's a new podcast. Why do we gotta keep it up? Everybody likes the names. Do they? Do they like it? Do like the couple people I talked to like the names? Some people actually do like <laughs> the names. Well, I could ha- I could still do your name special. Every because t- you might not be on every episode on the new podcast because I might say you know what Spencer I'm big wig now big wig and you now- your britches getting all big now you're producer off to the side Aha. the drink I am drinking by the way cold brew coffee Jameson mixed with this s'mores whiskey I got how I- it's actually really good well, how, how um how, what's your thoughts on just the the alcohol and coffee mix you know in general. Well, I don't think I've ever actually just put straight, like, any kind of alcohol in my coffee. But, I mean, don't they sell that? Like, don't Well, they that's se- what the... It's a cold brew coffee whiskey. So, yeah. it's just cold brew coffee flavored whiskey. It's probably oh, not actual it- coffee mixed with it. Oh, it, so wait. It, it's it's whiskey that tastes like coffee or coffee that tastes like whiskey? The whiskey that tastes like coffee. Oh, okay. I think it's illegal to have coffee that tastes... Well, I guess it wouldn't be if there's no alcohol in it. It's booze. Well, I thought. Well, I thought that they were like. I thought that you could buy coffee alcohol, like you know, coffee alcohol mixtures. Like you know, like you could go someplace and they would have, like you know what I mean. Maybe I just always misunderstood that because I just always thought that that would be just a weird mixture, not only taste but going ons in your body of the caffeine <laughs> from the from the coffee and then just the alcohol just we call that an old school old school fort loco <laughs> yeah just just raising inside of you i don't know man look i just i just work for the dpw podcast and that's it that's all my life is i don't focus on none of these who's making witchy what actually last time i was in the liquor store which is when i bought that s'mores whiskey i was like why is there so many flavored whiskeys like that's if Here's my opinion. Now, should whiskey have a flavor? Well, uh, whiskey should be the flavor. No, here's my opinion. Because I do like some of the flavored whiskeys as mixers. Like, I don't mind mixing them, but I generally can't drink them by themselves. If you're going to drink booze, but you don't like the taste of booze, then maybe you just shouldn't be drinking. Ding, ding, ding. That's me over here. Yeah, like, I mean, because I like beer, but I actually like beer-flavored beer, too. Like, I like weird shit and all kinds of flavor stuff, whatever. Uh, But I actually like, like, I would prefer just a regular beer... Over like a white claw 
seltzer water flavored passion now, fruit. Now, when you say regular beer, you mean like not a cheap like domestic like, like Miller Lite yeah. or Coors, but like a, like a like, hearty like a Guinnessin or something like I'll that. I'll do a Guinness. I like Guinness, but even that's still a domestic beer. I like like craft beers. Just you know, good strong. I like strong beers. They if it's less than six percent alcohol, I generally just like okay, now I'm drinking water. You know, so I'm one of them fucking alcoholics. Like I need mm. high proof, but I also like because then you only need a couple and you feel all right. Yeah, I don't. I never understood the whole I need twenty beers to get a buzz. Like that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? And then you just feel bad. Exactly, you feel terrible. Versus if I just get two beers that are ten percent alcohol and I drink them fairly quickly because I, you know, I drink things very quickly, no, then I would be feeling okay. Now, since we're doing a little bit of of, uh, of booze science here. With the um the IPAs right are those supposed to be more towards like uh lean, like the like the like the like the Millers but like just like a fancier tighter title and stuff like that or are those more designed to like oh you don't need it because like I just always say like they taste like shit and then IPAs and then are generally closer to like uh like a Rolling Rock because they're pale whales uh what IPAs are are just Miller Light and stuff I mean it's pretty much like water but it's supposed to be a like a lager yeah um because you have your lagers which are kind of like not necessarily heavier beers just like you're drinking beers uh classic lagers are a bit heavier uh miller light's not a lager by the way it's a, that's a pilsner actually uh pilsners would be your lighter golden beers uh which would be more drinking beers your lagers are a little heavier which i think maybe maybe budweiser well, budweiser's a lager i'm not sure like i said i don't drink domestic beers really if I'm one of those guys, if I go to a party and that's all I got is like fucking bush light or some shit, I just like, I'll just have iced tea. Like, yeah. I just like, if get it's not water, I don't just drink to drink, you know, unless it's like some people I really don't want to be hanging out <laughs> with. And it's like, I need to drink just to talk to you. But like an IPA one, it's, it's, they're very hoppy usually, at least they are nowadays. So that makes them bitter. Uh, if you think of eating earwax or something, yeah. it'd be something like along those lines. Uh, but I've had some IPAs I really liked. Though over the years, I I've noticed I've steer I steer away from them now. I'm more of a like I like stouts, which are dark beers, um, and porters, which are also dark. Beer. I like dark beers, uh, malty beers. Uh, I used to really like IPAs, but at some point they just like I don't know, too bitter maybe. Maybe they just don't make you make me feel that good anyway. And I just know that they always get kind of lumped in with like those hipster kind of crowds too. Like you know what I mean? Like, well, I think oh. that's also what killed it is because. The original IPAs, they were pretty good quality because it was still more of a niche thing. And then the hipsters got involved. And this is before we had the big seltzer boom and the flavored oh, uh, I hate that apple sel- juice shit, like I all the ciders. I hate that seltzer shit. Like, I remember one time I was at a friend's house and like, oh, hey, you want to try one of these? And I was like, yeah, because I knew that like they're not supposed to be like that strong and stuff like that. So I was just like... And as far as it was like some kind of fruity flavor, so it's like, like badly the, flavored water. Oh, so badly flavored. Well, there water. are there are some that probably cram full of sugar that do taste more like uh, not fruit juice, but like you know, like a fucking weird flavored, like a fruitopia or something from well, when we were in school. Like the one I had, it literally not not so much like well, yeah, kind of in the taste, but also the texture just immediately reminded me of the of like the prep you yeah. have to take. To clear you out before like a, a procedure or like that's what like that like uh, and maybe it's just because like I've had to drink more of those in my life like a that, chemically fruit flavor yeah like it maybe it just it just kicked that in my brain and I was just literally I took like a half a sip and I was like oh god, oh god you can you can have the rest of this I no way I'm gonna even put this like it, it smelled bad to me well I always see the videos and the memes and stuff of people getting like white claw wasted and I don't understand how that's even possible because. 
uh, like my wedding, for instance, because um, that's when our, my buddy Tyler was working for Budweiser and he got a shit ton of the Budweiser seltzers mm-hmm. and he brought them over. And I probably drank fucking 15 of those things in like an hour and a half and I didn't even get a buzz. And like I've had a bunch of different seltzers over the years and it's just like, yeah, I'm pretty much drinking water. Right. Yeah. At most I'll get a headache before I ever get any kind of drunk. So I just I don't know how people get drunk off of those. Uh, maybe that's just cause you know, I'm a whiskey guy. Like, yeah, you know, yep. I have a couple of whiskeys that'll get me feeling good. But like, cause even beer, if it's even the really strong, cause I've been having like I, what I, this year I've really transformed into a sours, which are like fruit beers, but they're like, you know, fermented fruit sours. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of those would almost be closer to wine, mm. like the flavor wise. So I've been really into those, which I always liked those, but usually it was like periodically, now I've been really into those or what's a new kind of beer that it's really expensive. I'm talking about like I've been spending like $25 for four big cans hmm. uh, or smoothie beers, okay. which remind like they taste just like fruit smoothies, like so they're really they, good, so really they, creamy. So, so they have do, do so do they taste like a like feel Whatever. Like, like a liquid or do they taste like when you have a smoothie? And like it a has smoothie, like, like a thick smoothie. So almost kind of like a milkshakey kind, like yeah, like that kind of. And what's really interesting is like so far all the ones I've had tasted just like the description. So if it's uh mango, marshmallow, vanilla, raspberry, like whatever is on the thing, it tastes just like that. It's so good and you don't touch the they're like at least 10% alcohol usually each and you don't taste it at all. See, maybe I need to try one of those. Maybe those You would, would I think you would actually dig next time I get those and you're here, I'll let you have it. The problem is like I said, they're like 8 to 10 dollars a can. Cool. So but if they're like what because did you ten, really enjoy them? And they're the big cans. And what, like ten percent? That's is that, that's strong. That's yeah. pretty strong for a beer, right? But for those, like you don't even taste it. That's what's crazy. Is like because the sours usually, especially if they're like Belgian beers and stuff, um, they are really strong. Yeah. So you're you're drinking them, and it's like a really really strong wine. You're like, holy shit! Like you really taste the alcohol. You know, it's got that heady burn, mm-hmm. not the throat burn, but like that one that goes up in your sinuses, mm-hmm. and you're like, woo! Get the vapors. But the smoothies, oh, nothing. Well, and say the smoothies get you in trouble, but like that heady stuff, stuff you that just flashed me back to that time we tried the aspirin or um, absinthe. Athens we got. Thanks for reminding me because that's next week. Actually, are we doing one podcast before Halloween? I always like to do an absinthe on Halloween. Oh, really? Well, that's my tradition. I have two. I have, my butterfly absinthe's almost gone. I've had that since I lived at the old place. Special ordered it from Switzerland. Oh. Really good. I'm not even a black licorice guy because most absinthe they taste like because of the, the anise it tastes like wormwood or not wormwood wormwood's in it that's supposed to make you see the fairy but yeah. doesn't uh, it makes it taste like black licorice the anise but the butterfly is really really good and then I got another one from Switzerland called clandestine I think and that is that comes in a blue bottle the one absinthe that's green the butterfly absinthe this one I think is more of a either blue or clear and. It's really good. I'm almost out of the butterfly, so that I have to use that for my maybe my po toast I like to uh, do on Halloween. I do things by myself yeah. that are weird, folks. So uh, did you just pull the stuff out that we got from Wizard Ward a few years ago? No, that's still just... in the jug. That's the those ones we made. Yeah, yeah. We, you smelled them a couple weeks ago on the air. Oh, did we smell those? When, maybe when we did the wine tasting. Maybe. Yeah. Remember the cinnamon one? We're like, oh, it smells yeah. so good. We're like, taste it. And then we did <laughs> it. We went. I mean, maybe it might be great now. Well, I just didn't know if you ever got around to t- going back to because I remember when we tried that one, it was like drinking paint thinner. Our fucking our heads and chest <laughs> got all hot and sweaty. Like, 
I don't know if you've ever tried the good absinthe. Probably not. No, I don't think so. No, I think the only kind I've tried was the kind that we tried to make. Well, the good absinthe, you have to have your special absinthe glass, and you're supposed to do a drip. And what I find is, like, the butterfly and the clandestine, I think, are sweet enough on their own. They don't need it. Uh, Because I have tried it. You get the special spoon you put on top with the sugar cube, and then you have to cold water drip until it fills up. I don't have time for that, for one. Mm. But, two, I've done that, and I haven't noticed any difference than just slowly pouring cold water straight in without the sugar cube. Uh, I don't think the sugar cube is necessary, but I had never had a really, I don't want to say strong absinthe because all absinthe is like, you know, really high alcohol content, but I've never had an overpowering absinthe, which I think would be a bad absinthe, right? Mm, yeah. I did have a local absinthe called Wiggle, which was like $65 for a little bottle of it. Uh, it was really good, really strong licorice flavor though. And, uh, that one, I think I did use the the no, I was gonna say ice cube, the sugar cube to offset like because it wasn't bitter. It's just like licorice sweetness is different than sweet sweetness. Mm, yeah, like like because when you have a liquor, like say you just are eating licorice, which I'm not a fan of black licorice like regular. Uh, but if you're just eating licorice, there's already a shit ton of sugar in there probably. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. you know, like Twix or Twizzler or something. But if you just have like the anise flavor, which is the licorice flavor on its own that's like that's like eating cinnamon on its own without mixed with anything it's like yeah it's the cinnamon flavor but it's like it burns your head off like it's way too strong so that's kind of like what the wiggle was it was too strong and i had to dilute it a little with uh the sugar cube to sweeten Mm. it up a bit but even that i wouldn't say that was overpowering but i've heard people say uh they've had absinthe that's like overpowering and it's just like like why are you doing that but i like to use it traditionally for my potos, I like to do around Halloween time. Uh, I usually have one or two a year. Uh, that's all I need, and it's always around this time of year. So I'm actually overdue. I should have did that tonight, but um, like I said, what's the day? Twenty? Oh, we'll have one more next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll have one. We'll have a special Halloween episode. Ooh. So maybe when you come over, I'll let you have a little sipper of maybe, the. Uh, yeah, you could try it out. Cause it it makes your mouth numb, kind of yeah. weird, which is so it's not good to drink that while doing the podcast. <laughs> we can't sound any worse. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Every one of those ones you have to play backwards to understand <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> Maybe summon some dark spirit. Oh, that's another thing off air. I was trying to open my lament configuration. I just bought. I have opened it many, well, not many times, a few times playing with it and stuff. It's a very, very hard to open. It did take you a good 15 minutes and you failed. Yeah, I didn't even get, it hurt your face. It's weird. Like, it seems like it's impenetrable. And then all of a sudden you just touch it at the right angles and it will just pop open. You're like, what the fuck? So I don't know. I don't know the trick. But I do know the Cenobites are not very nice. Well, I mean, they're Cenobites, right? They don't brush their teeth. <laughs> Except for Chatterer. He has good, he has good teeth hygiene, but uh, the other ones, not so much. Is it tooth hygiene or teeth? It has to be teeth hygiene. Because yeah. tooth hygiene would, would suggest one, one, one tooth. tooth. And that would be weird if you're that, just brushing one out of all your teeth. Yeah. That's like that. That's for like the hillbillies. You, you have a good tooth hygiene. Yes. Oh, can we share with the folks our great news? Uh, Especially your great news. I guess. Sure. So... Since the DPW shut down and our depression and the rage and Spencer's incessant drinking and drug use and my, I don't want to say murder spree, but unalivening spree <laughs> that I went on for a little bit there. Uh, once we calmed down, we decided, at least I did, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to submit to a shit ton of magazines now. And I submitted a couple uh, stories that were newer from the site that is no longer there. Uh, to some magazines, and then I wrote a news story uh, the other night 
some, some that two story or whatever. Long story short, I think I've submitted to twelve publications. I was gonna say it was a decent amount when you were showing me. Yeah, uh, beginning October, I was rejected by two, but that was more because I also was running a little side thing here where I wrote some real bullshit poetry to see if uh if some of these publications really can tell the difference cuz another thing we talked about on off air is like you read some of the stories and poems for these publications and you're like that's like is that dog shit what am I why is this yeah. why did this get published and you're like well, they don't publish me but they would publish that like what's happening yeah and you and you're trying to not sound like a, a dick but or like you know like uh talking about an ex after you got dumped or something mm. but like yeah you do kind of look at some things and it's you're a little weird like, you're like what, why did that get published so i did that with the poetry and that was my two rejections <laughs> so far none of my stories got rejected yet that's not true i had one in the summertime maybe two in the summertime might have been the same story i don't remember that got rejected but that was for uh I think that was for two Halloween either collections or contests or something that I didn't think I had a big chance with to begin with. Um, one of those like bigger magazines. So I was like, ah, you know, just I just did it to, you know, because I always like to do just a couple of years. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm serious now. So I'm buckling down. So I got 10. Uh, I think three of them are in progress. The other ones are received. And so I got like 10 working now. I wrote up a board and I said, Spencer. I'm not going to be the only one submitting here, buddy. You're going to get on the board, too. So, Spencer, uh, we found him a publication, signed him up for Submittable and everything, and the most amazing thing happened. We submitted his story, and it was rejected within a day. Within days. Within days. One or two days. And I was like, damn, that was very fast. Um, did you get just generic? So this story just wasn't a good fit for us. Or- yeah, like we didn't. Yeah, and then that, and then it was the whole. Oh, and by the amount of reception we get, uh, please don't uh, submit anything for like another month. And it's like I don't know if you're getting that many stuff, guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I always think. <laughs> um, I the next day submitted the same magazine. I have not heard back yet. I'm still in progress. So, uh, my story was a bit longer, but we'll see. That is the good news, though, is that we decided to put ourselves out there in the awful world of submitting to magazines to build up our publication history since we do not have DBW to fall back yeah. on anymore. But I am hopeful. I have, out of all the, like, the submissions so far, only two of them actually I'm confident in. If those get rejected, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, if the other ones get rejected, I'll just be yeah, I expected that. Yeah. But my plan after this, what you know, whether they're good, rejected, accepted, whatever, this round... Once it's done, I'm going to just work on straight news stories from submissions. I'm not going to mine any older stories that I think would be good fits or anything. Uh, I'll just save those for our own collections in the future. Yeah. But I, what main thing is like... Cause or I, if you do use them, maybe just completely rework the idea yeah. and try to come up with something newer. Like Because, again, like those are older stories. Hopefully, we're better writers now. Mm-hmm. So Well, I know I definitely am because... but Well, before... Because I submitted, I think, two... Uh, older stories that maybe two, three years ago we put on the site and I went through and I did rework, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, why was I writing like that? Or what the fuck? Like, did I even know what that word meant yeah. at the time? So I did rework those, uh, spiced them up to my current style here and I submitted those and my plan with those ones, uh, if they were to get accepted, I would use those in the end thought cause I've specifically submitted them to magazines that the rights fall off within the year or whatever. So we put out an anthology. I can list that in the mm. anthology as it first published here because yeah. that just is a good look that it was published somewhere else. So hopefully some of those stories will get picked up. But 
Uh, I don't even honestly. I don't even care about making any money off them right now. I think a good maybe most of them pay something, but I just I just want them to get published just to be out there. So I could just be like, okay, those stories were good enough, and now I can work on my new stuff. Get them. Well, also, because like, I'm working still, you know, I'm pretty far along in my novel now. So when it is time for that to start to come out, which will still be, you know, at least a year away, hopefully, I would like to have a somewhat decent publishing history for when I queer, uh, query agents and stuff. You know, try to either get an agent or publish it somewhere, whatever I'm doing. I would like to be able. Oh, I was publishing these. You know, I'm not just some unknown. Uh, so that's that's kind of the goal with that, because again, without our portfolio of DPW, we kind of have nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. What about you, sir? Have you have any uh, goals in mind here? Uh, just to uh, well, I want to take my vitamins, and, drink and, my and, milk, and, and uh, say my prayers. Yeah, say my prayers. And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I should probably that that's something I should probably try to do is try to like how we do like try to come up with you know end of the year for the next year goal of things I should probably try to start figuring some of that that what I want to try to accomplish next year. Um, I think it would be a good idea to try to knock out within by the I'd say by January, even if it's just like three flash fiction stories specifically catered to public like get yeah. published. I think that would be a good idea, or maybe like. One or two flash fictions and like a short story up to two thousand words or something. No, I uh, uh, yeah, because if you you haven't gotten to any new things yet when it comes to the other than like the one story for the for uh, submitting, right? Yeah, I wrote a new one, but the, other than that, the other stuff was older. Because I wonder now, because you know, before we always talk, I kind of talked about like when we were doing like a lot of the flash fiction, like like really short stories, we were like. Man, writing a bigger story is gonna be difficult. Do you think now we're trying to go back to write like new flash fiction? Would that I haven't to, to written like straight to, flash? Fiction, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you think that's gonna? How do you think that's gonna treat you? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Um, like especially if it's like five hundred or below. Yeah, that would be tough. Uh, I saw a lot uh, when I was looking for flash fiction sites. I found a lot that they are accepting hundred word stories. Like that's Ooh. their big thing, and I'm like. I've written a few of those for the site. I've written a few 50-word stories. It's really difficult. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not just difficult. It's not that fun, in my opinion. Because, yeah, it could be creative, but, you know, do you really what want... What can you really tell? Yeah, fucking, you know, the old, uh, what is it, uh, new baby shoes, never worn, yeah. for sale, whatever. Like, okay, I, I don't know about that. Like, who? Uh, what I want to, who's reading that? Who's going through that publication? Like, yeah, I'm reading 50, 100 word stories today. Like, it's, yeah, it's weird to me. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a different animal to try to, to yeah. tackle. Um, yeah, because like the whole drabble thing's like real popular still, which I'm just I don't understand why you want to read such short fiction. Cats over there. He's been on the nip again. Yeah, he's looking for the goblins. He's looking for the goblins. He's all hopped up on the nip. So, ah, fuck. And uh, sucks butt sex. Um. Oh, and the reading-wise, my reading goals haven't changed. I'm almost done with Movable Feast, and then I'm going to go back to... Well, I'm a little conflicted now. Okay. Because my original plan, as I told you, was I'm going to finish Jerusalem, finally, you, after years. No, no, you were going to start Jerusalem again. Yeah, and then I'll... I don't think you were going to get anywhere close to finishing it, but even by the end of the year, I think. I mean, even at, yeah. you have a normally good reading speed, but I mean, like, that yeah. thing's like... But here's the problem. 
that new Cormac McCarthy book I pre-ordered comes next week. The Passenger. Oh. So I don't know if I'm going to have the, the McCarthy bug and want to read that. Just so I can be like, I read a new, like in the classic lit group, I read the book before you guys read the book. Well, technically in that group, that book should not be talked about. No, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm breaking the rules. I'm breaking the, well, On Fridays, you could talk about that. Oh, that's fair, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna post about it anyway. I'll just I'll do it under the guise of talking about oh Cormac McCarthy, the author of Bud Meridian and books that are older that qualify for the classic yeah. lit group and his new book that I just got like yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's about it. You got any new pressing matters? No. Yeah. Um, no. I I like I, said, I told you before we started recording. I was getting ready to start, uh, the immovable feast, but I don't know if. A couple of chapters in, I don't know if that's something I'm prepared to tackle on fully yet with the Mr. Hemingway. Um, Can I make a better recommendation? What's that? Another book you have. Okay. Because I'm going to give it to you. Jerusalem by Alan Moore. <laughs> he has a new short story collection, we Illuminations. Did, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Uh, but I heard... <laughs> already makes me not want to read it. In the interview I sent you, did you read that? No. It was a really I, good article. It it makes you go oh this guy isn't grumpy at all and like you completely oh, under- really? yeah you completely understand why he hates the media <laughs> like the entertainment industry. Well, I say because like the last interview thing I've heard about him was stuff you know like I said uh, and like the new Watchmen like that Watchmen Here's show your problem. and all that stuff like you're hearing it yeah well it as be- headlines from other places that like, you just need to read the, the well I say it might be a different interview too <laughs> that's possible but anyway one of the things about this new series or his new short story collection apparently one of the n- short stories is novel length i think they what said the in the fuck is that about <laughs> novel length what does that mean how's it a short story if it's a novel like and i've seen the book it's not that big yeah so i don't know if that was a fucking misprint or what when i read that i was like wait novel length what does that mean novella length no novelette maybe i don't Can't know it cannot be a novel length work no but i was uh, i did see that both at the bookstore and at my comic book store because, like, when somebody like that, he tries to have, like, the, like, yeah. Grant Morrison's new, or first novel, he has, like, a copy of. But, like, um, if that's at the shop when we go up there for book club, I'll buy it. Well, I'm going to try to wait for it to come out on, uh, in paperback just to, you know. You know what? That's actually a bit, I, I just like paperback. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, like I'm trying to really save my hardbacks for, like, my Stephen King's, Joe Hill, like, like that kind of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And everything else, I can kind of be okay with paperbacks or, or, on a, or um, you know, like the Kindle. I need, that's why that uh, Cormac McCarthy book, I went, like, Renegade style. And I don't know if this is good or not, because the first edition of his new book, I didn't get the hardback. I got the paperback. And yeah. you know what? You can't get the paperback already. Oh, yeah? It's still on pre Well, yeah, it's still on pre-order, and I looked, and uh, for a minute, it was like, if you got the paperback, it was like 100 bucks or something, mm. and then it was, you just can't get the paperback, and I looked at the one that's coming out in the sequel, I think it comes out in January or December or something like that, you, you can't get, I, I'm kind of mad now, because you can't get the paperback at all. Oh. Yeah, so I was like, god damn, that kind of sucks, because you could have got the group deal, but I was like, I don't want both, well, I think both of them, you had to get the hardbacks if you did oh. the group deal. I didn't want the hardbacks. I just I don't want hardbacks. I don't. I'm not that guy. I'm not that hard. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's uh, what the wife says. Anyways, <laughs> that's that's harsh. <laughs> if you uh, like the rambling nonsense, you can let us know. Be prepared for more of it soon. Yeah, by reaching out to us on all social media platforms, aka Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DPW Podcast. When are we gonna get a TikTok? 
Ashley tried to get me to make one for a while, and I was like, why don't you make it, buddy? Why don't you fucking make it? I don't want to be sitting there fucking dancing and doing all that shit. I was going to say, we have a hard enough time trying to find things to put like on the Facebook and Instagram. Like, what the fuck would we put on TikTok? I want DPW to go up gracefully. We're not going the whore route, going on the TikTok show and our fucking butt cracks. Just that I don't care if the fans want it. They can demand it all they want. They can get it from the new podcast. We'll do all that stuff. We'll be we'll have cameras and we'll fucking have a producer and we'll. Uh, oh, we can have a Jamie. Not a good producer. Oh, okay. He wouldn't. He can't really afford that. Shit. So anyway, folks. Uh, yeah, follow us and um, I guess we'll check you for the Halloween. We gotta come up with a good episode for that. Then. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be, but we'll come up with something for you, folks. Uh, check you later. <laughs>